to truly believe in the magic. What's up, Magic fans? Welcome to this week's episode of Penny for Your Thoughts. Um, on today's episode, we're going to be recapping the FIBA World Cup, getting to know someone who you probably heard a few times uh, whilst you've been watching the Magic, uh, Simon the Music Guy, who will be joining us a little bit later on. And of course, we're going to be uh, discussing a certain jersey and uh, court drop. Um, if, if you're watching it on YouTube, you, you might have a guess of, you know, what jersey that was by uh, looking at what Mikey and I are wearing and what Gary's got in the background there. Um, but without further ado, um, you'll notice that Paul isn't here. He's actually on holiday this week. So I- I'm joined by uh, Mikey and Gary. So Gary, fresh off uh, watching Sunderland beat uh, Queen's Park Rangers, mate. Happy? I'm happy. I'm, it's a bit one of those games because I know we've got a couple of QPR fans uh, within our uh, membership Actually, a fair few. Tom, QBR fans. Yeah. There's a fair few QBR fans follow Orlando, so I was kind of watching. I was going, I'm not taking massive pleasure out of this because I haven't met a bad QBR fan in my life. So I was like happy with the three points. Move on. Hope QBR do all right for the rest of the season. No, very how, noble how, of you, mate. How very you? noble. How are you? I'm all right. Well, we're recording this now, and Cardiff and Swansea are just about to start in about 20 minutes' time. Uh, and I said to Mikey before we started, if we score, I'm, I might just make a funny noise or something. But uh, I'll try not to. I That's saw normal. somebody in a Swansea shirt. <laughs> oh, did you? And I was like, gee, if G was here now, he, they'd be getting rugby tackled in the middle of this <laughs> shop. They'd be, they'd be getting stoned, not rugby tackled. <laughs> With rocks, we'll just add in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Mikey, uh, nearly time for you to go to Las Vegas, mate. I know Excited? this this time next week I'll be on the plane halfway across the Atlantic. Well, no, I'll probably be in uh in Los Angeles now waiting for our connecting flight. But yeah, I'm excited, mate. Uh, well done for uh, redoing the intro there. Took me a few more <laughs> attempts last week. <laughs> oh, did it? <laughs> <laughs> it's just the one this time. Just the one. Just the one. Good lad. And uh, yeah, so good. Liverpool won today, so I'm a happy boy. And uh, yeah, yesterday's jersey release, which we'll talk about a little bit later. I think we're all uh, happy bunnies about. We are all bouncing from it, aren't we, in fairness? Um, So before we get into into everything, um, just need to mention the Patreon. Um, As the guys have mentioned in weeks gone by, we've launched our own Orlando Magic UK Patreon page, uh, which is basically a subscription service uh, for you just to help us here at what we do at orlandomagicuk.com. We're not looking to make any money out of it ourselves. We're just literally... uh, Trying to give you an improve, you know, improved content, some giveaways, exclusive perks, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, there's three tiers available. Uh, there's the O'Neill tier at two pound a month, the Anderson at five pound a month, and the McGrady at ten pound a month. If you sign up during September on either the Anderson or McGrady tier, so currently there are three in uh, three of us subscribed to that already, you'll be entered into our first monthly prize draw. Um, this will give you a full premium NBA League Pass subscription. So at the moment, the three guys in it have got a 33% chance of getting their their Orlando Magic basketball for free next season. So it's a, it's a pretty decent prize. Uh, so like I said, anyone who subscribes before the 30th of September will be included in the giveaway uh, and the draw will be made on the 1st of October. So just want to shout out our, our patrons. So... 
Then I'd like to thank Angus Craig, Dylan Holden, and Drum Drum, Drummy Drum Drum. So thank you guys. So then let's get on to what's occurred this last week. Um, what's occurring? What's occurring? <laughs> Doing my best, Nessa, aren't I? <laughs> um, on Sunday, we saw Germany crowned the FIBA World Cup champions. Uh, by defeating Serbia by a score of 83-77. to 77. Uh, Our very own Franz Wagner scored 19 points, 7 rebounds, 2 assists, while getting the TCL player of the game. Uh, his brother Mo chipped in with 8 points, 4 rebounds. Uh, so, all in all, great tournament for Germany. I know Jonathan from the Six Man Show, uh, and Tom, actually, Tom, uh, the QPR fan, I uh, made a bit of money from uh, a bet on Germany, so they must be loving it at the moment. Um, but, Mikey, so um, how much will this experience of winning the World Cup benefit the players, in both individually uh, as well as the Magic as a team? Well, it's all translatable, isn't it? I think for France, certainly, we're, we're looking at him as a cornerstone for the Orlando Magic, and the confidence and the excitement that he must have after helping Germany win the World Cup is uh, something we, we probably will never even get close to realising how big that is for him. Um, but I think the confidence that he's going to go into next season with that, he's he's going to really believe that... I mean, we all believe the Magic are ready for that next step next season, but I think Franz is going to be thinking... I don't know. Not I'm not going to say all-star selection next year, but if he has a great year, if he carries on from the way he performed in the World Cup, then um, he's certainly going to help us get there. Um, and I think for Mo Wagner as well, I mean, we, we saw typical Mo Wagner, didn't we? Get under people's skin, uh, setting screens, playing hard defensively, being a pest, just typical Mo Wagner. And I think for the two of them, I think the fact that they can both, both bring so much confidence back from the World Cup, um, I think it's just, it's just great. Uh, um, whether it translates, I, I also think the other thing with the World Cup is they're playing really competitive basketball, even though it's the off season for the NBA. I mean, we see videos of players working out and, and getting ready for training camp and preseason, but I don't think you can ever replicate that competition. Um, so I think for those two, they should be dialed in, ready to go in a few weeks' time. Yeah, no, absolutely, mate. Um, I just want to say about the German uh, team. Obviously, they play basketball really, really well. And their head coach, you've got to sort of think maybe an NBA team would come in for him, wouldn't you? The way they pass, the way they stick to their roles. You know, there's, I don't know, how many NBA players on that German team? Four or five, maybe? Mm -hmm. Come up against Team USA and, you know, they put them to the sword, didn't they? Um so that leads me into Team USA, who, uh, of course, failed to win a medal at this World Cup, uh, being the, the overwhelming favourites going in. Uh, they lost the third, fourth place game to Canada by a score of 127 to 118. Uh, it was a very good game if you watched it. Uh, went went to overtime. Uh, was it Mikael Bridges? Missed, missed the free throw on purpose, ran it to the corner, knocked the three down, forcing overtime. Um, Paolo didn't play that particular game as he's suffering from an illness, as as were a couple of others from the uh, US team. Um, 
But Banquero finished the tournament averaging 9.3 points, 3.4 rebounds, 1.6 assists, uh, and just under a block in about 17 minutes per game, uh, with shooting figures of 57% from the field. Um, and his 8.9 positive plus-minus rate was third best on the team. So, Gary, how would you rate Paolo's World Cup, given his limited role on this uh, US team, mate? From an efficiency standpoint, which is what people were saying, they wanted, one of the things they want to see Bancaro improve on going into year two, you cannot at all be upset, and you cannot be upset about the court time, that what he showed when he got the time on the court. It was all positive. Um, I think more than anything, just from a purely selfish standpoint here, there wasn't enough Paolo Bancaro in the sense of probably he's playing as a big on Team USA. I think part of the undoing for the team seems to fall on the shoulders of Steve Kerr. And whether, mm-hmm. whether you know, and that's one of those things where you're criticising a coach who knows is one of the all-time top-end coaches now, given what he's done with the um, Golden State. But... In that tournament, I think America lost because they tried to play a system that they didn't have the personnel to play. And when you look at it, um, Jaron Jackson Jr. had a what we'd call a howler. He had a really, really bad tournament. And if you're, for me, you're looking at that's not working, you've got to look what else is on the bench and change it up. And I think the US as you said, Jay, look at what Germany did with four to five NBA players. And if that's that's the case, that's America's got the advantage over everybody else if we're seeing the NBA is the gold standard, which we which we believe it is. So I think really there was an opportunity to change that team up. And you could have gone more traditional, I think, with Bancaro and Walker Kessler, for example, and a more mm-hmm. traditional one to five lineup. And it would have meant more minutes for Paolo and a better chance to show what he can do because we've seen what France can do. France did not shock anybody who's watched the Magic playing basketball. That was just standard Franz Wagner. It's a shame that Paolo didn't get the minutes to show what else he can do, but it was lovely to see the efficiency and it was great to see the defensive side of his game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so obviously we've got the Olympics coming up next summer now. We might see a few more players um, playing. Wemby for uh, France, potentially. Um, you know, Germany's going to be there. USA, Australia didn't have the, the best FIBA World Cup, did they? Um, but obviously there's talks of these uh, big guns now coming in for the Team USA. All just to dethrone King France. Funny, isn't it? <laughs> When will we get the respect? When we start watching... winning, G. That's when it'll start. Well, France is winning though on the on the international stage, isn't he? So um let's hope uh, we can translate to some W's on the NBA uh What would you squad. do though if they called Markel up on the team USA? It'd be a toughie, wouldn't it? It'd be a toughie. If Bancaro and uh, and Markel were on Team USA, you'd have to go with Team USA. But the last World Cup, you know, you had to go for France and Mo, didn't you? Mm-hmm. I know it was Englishman. You don't really like Germany in terms of, you know, football and everything. <laughs> Germany's done but... nothing to me. Oh, no. <laughs> well, yeah, generally, though, isn't it? Yeah. It's um, one of those. How can you dislike Franz Wagner? No, exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and some of his um, some of the press conferences were quite good, weren't they? Did you see when they stopped Mo in the, uh, in the tunnel? And they wanted to talk to him. He said, no, you don't want to talk to me. You want to talk to him. (laughs) (laughs) 
So, Do you reckon Moore was just off to FaceTime Luka Doncic to show him like the gold medal? Probably, probably. <laughs> yeah. like <laughs> and now, Magic fans, we are delighted to be joined by our next guest. Um, I've been trying to get this guest on for quite a while now. Um, I've shared a few beers with him uh, whilst uh, I've been in Florida myself. Uh, so I'm delighted to be joined by uh, somebody you've probably heard many a time at the Amway Centre, especially his work. Uh, a man who's responsible for all the music and sound effects you hear at the Magic Games, Simon the Music Guy. How are you, Si? I'm fantastic. I am I am excited to be with you guys. Oh, the interview amazing. hasn't even started having fun, so I'm good with that. Oh, we're having a lot of fun, aren't we? Um, you're coming to the UK. Before we get into everything, you're coming over to watch your Buffalo Bills in October, aren't you? I am. I leave October 4th. I fly in the morning of the 5th. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm very much looking forward to it. I'm still trying to figure out everything that I want to do. Uh, the only the only thing I know is that I have a a Joe Strummer centered punk rock tour uh, <laughs> set. Uh, one of the days that I'm there. So. Brilliant, brilliant. And it's not the first time you've been to the UK, is it? You you like to frequent these shows, like I, we like to frequent the, the US. I love the UK. Um London has fast uh become one of my one of my favorite destinations. Um this trip though, next that I'm coming on now will be the longest time that I've spent. I've got like seven days in London, you know, before and after the uh the Buffalo Bills game. Uh, prior to that, I'd stopped in for like maybe a day before and a day after at the head and tail of a trip on my way to Ireland, or um, I did a 11 day UK tour or not tour. I'm sorry, cruise, an 11 day cruise around the UK, which was amazing. You guys are uh, you guys are extremely blessed to be where you are. Yeah, oh, thank you. And you've been to God's country as well. You want to throw that in there? God's country. Are you talking Canada? No, you beat the whales, yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> yes, yes, I have I have been to Wales. Although although there's much more that I really need to see of Wales because to be honest, it was uh it, I the only the, the only way I ended up in Wales was how do I get the cheapest possible way from London to Dublin and it ended up being by bus and across the Irish Sea. So <laughs> Yeah. And and it was dark when I was in Wales, so oh, it's probably no. the best way. <laughs> oh, oh stop! All, all you would have seen is fields and sheep. Otherwise, it would have been fine. <laughs> Daffodils. I I would have been fine with that. <laughs> but you're welcome anytime, so. Um, so tell all the listeners, if, if you'd be so kind, uh, what your job entails uh, and what a game day looks like for you. Um. Well, normally, um. On a game day, like let's just say for uh, a seven o'clock game, um, I usually show up at the uh, at the arena at Amway Center um, uh, about four o'clock. I'm sorry, not four o'clock, three o'clock, four hours before the game, um, and I take that time to just kind of go through. Um, for each game, we have a script. Um, and it basically is just so we're all on the same page as to what happens when. Like during the first quarter, first timeout, we're going to do a 
free throw shooting contest with fans or whatever, you know, whatever things like that. Um, so, and for all little things like that and everything, um, you know, I pull music and get, uh, get music sound effects ready for not just those contests, but for the game as well, pretty much for the game, you know, the, the sound effects and stuff are already always there. Um, it's just a matter of all the other entertainment that I need to get set for. Um, usually, um, I'll do that for, you know, I'll, I'll, prep really for about, you know, hour, hour and a half, um, go grab a bite to eat and then go back up to the sound booth, which is on the club level at Amway center. And, um, uh, we have pregame performances and stuff. Those usually start around six 30 or so. Sometimes I've got to play music for that. Um, and then, you know, once the anthem is sung and seven o'clock goes and tip off is done, I, I kind of consider it downhill from there. Like everything up until tip off to me is work. And then when work is done and tip off happens, that's the fun part for me. Cause it's just, you know, uh, it, it, it's, it's usually pretty exciting behind the scenes. And, um, you know, once the, uh, once the game is over and, and stuff, I really have very little duties other than playing, uh, playing a couple songs and then that's it for the night. Really. Um, you know, um, it sounds like the perfect job, doesn't it? We'd love it. it you get to watch the magic. You could put some tunes on brilliant. I am, I am dream. very well aware of of how lucky I am to be in the position that I'm in and how long I'm in the position that I'm in. Um, and I, I don't take it for granted at all. I, I, I love the job. Yeah. How long have you been in the position? I think you told me back when February. Um, I forget. With it officially being the 35th year, I can clearly remember when we were celebrating the 15th year. Um, but I was on board for couple years prior to that um i reached out to the human resources department at the magic once because i honestly can't remember when i started (laughs) doing the games full time and asked them to look it up for me and they came back with the answer that i'm sorry your employment predates the current computer system that we have so unfortunately i can't give you a concrete answer brilliant brilliant um now you might notice Paul's not here, but he had a question, and he's really gutted he couldn't couldn't make this podcast. He's on holiday. Uh, he's a big rock music fan, uh, and he loves the tip-offs you've been having, especially with uh, playing Disturbed uh, as one of his personal favorites. Oh, I think nice. the track's called A Warrior's Call. Mm-hmm. By, oh, no, sorry. Having Disturbed used and his personal favorite, yeah, A Warrior's Call by Danish band Volbeat. So who selects the music for the tip, and what are you looking for in a song? Um, it depends. Um, sometimes the music is chosen from the run, the video boards and, and all the, the light displays inside. It depends on how they want to handle, um, tip off every year. Like obviously normally the, you know, there's a video that the team that introduces the team, they all come out of the tunnel and then they usually transition to, from that to another pump up type high energy video that leads to maybe about 30 seconds before tip off. And then I need to fill that time with music. 
Um, if that's the case, then it's usually me that picks that picks those songs. Um, and what do I look for? I mean, obviously, it's it's a you know a, a a great opportunity to pump up the crowd and and hype everyone up. So it's literally probably one of the only times that I really lean on the the heavily on the rock genre to pick music. I mean, and when you've got something like Warriors Call, you know how like that is literally made for that moment and things like that. I've used a lot of skillet as well throughout yeah. uh throughout the years a couple times so um and and i kind of can't remember what else i've i've used i've got i still have playlists from you know every game that i've done that i can always look up and stuff but um but yeah and and a lot of it just comes from me in just my personal life driving around in my car listening to music and and you know, seeing what's out there. And if there's something that I hear that I like, no matter what it is, I'll pull my, I'll pull my phone out and shazam. So if you look at what I've shazammed, it's a lot of, you know, music that I'm going to go back and like, Oh, well later I can do this or I can edit this to, you know, either make a, like an offensive prompt um, to, you know, get the, get the fans cheering for the team as they have the ball or something defense or just anything that, uh, that I, you know, can think of to do with it. There's one I just want to mention before Mikey jumps in um, on the next question. There's one that you play, which is called Ironside by Quincy Jones, which is on the Kill Bill um, soundtrack. Um, Oh! But basically when there's a bad call and you play it, I love that. And and we we spoke about it in February and you didn't realise how much people loved it. And um, it's on my magic playlist just because, uh, you know, it's very well used. So, uh, no, well done. Well, that's fantastic. I, I appreciate that. The the good part is that, you know, uh, well, not the good part. I mean, I love hearing that people like that stuff. Um, but a lot of the time I don't get much feedback at all. So, so it's, uh, it's always good to hear that. And if I, if I can, let's see if I can get away with doing this. Can you hear that? It, it started. Hot. It yeah. started and then it cut out. Well, that's a shame because I had no it all way. routed properly. <laughs> I well, I was trying to play it for you, but I got it yeah. here. Like literally, this call is being taken on the computer that I use to do the to do the games with. So Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Simon, can you take us through the process, sort of piggybacking off of what you what you've just uh, what you just talked about in terms of like the songs and and the effects that you use? You tend to from from if my memory serves me right, you tend to vary it year by year. You tend to change it up. I think typically throughout the season, the the, same, the songs are the same. Um, but is is there a team of you that decides, or is it literally just like oh, I quite like that? I'm going to stick that on my playlist or. Is, is there much is there much that goes into it in terms of that when it comes to like the the like sound effects during gameplay mm-hmm. um yeah. because well let me say this to begin like the end a certain room and and we cannot do um during a game um pretty much when the magic have the ball and we're on offense I can pretty much play whatever I want during gameplay. 
Um, so that's why that's why it's much it's much more varied during yeah. um, during the times that the Magic have the ball. However, when the opposing team has the ball, um, it's more call and response type sounds that you know are are you know kind of defense based and are more repetitive. Um, that's kind of just how the NBA wants it. Mm. Um, so um, those kind of stick around throughout the years and, you know, have kind of become classic sounds. Um, a lot of them defensively, occasionally I can, you know, well, not occasionally, but, uh, you know, like I said, when I Shazam stuff, sometimes it is to be like, oh, that could easily be a defensive prompt. It fits into what the NBA says, and I yeah. can use that and and do that. Um, but when it comes to like the offense and everything, there's there's really almost no limit to what I can do. I try and not to make it so distracting or anything like that. But you know, if you're you know how how do you not take a song like hand you know I can make your hands clap, and how do you not work that in somehow? You know. You just, you just have to. Um, But then when it comes to the music I play, um, you know, outside of gameplay and everything um, again, I've been very blessed with the, uh, the people with the magic. I think as long as I've been doing the job, um, they know what kind of job I do. They trust me with my judgment. And I have had very, very, very little restraints placed on me um, as far as what I can and can't play. And so pretty much it's just left to whatever I think fits the moment. There's another one. I just wanted to jump in there. I, I, I'm obviously friends with you on uh, on Facebook. I think you were mm-hmm. watching a Bills game the other day and um, something happened. I think the Bills might have scored. And I think you commented and said, I went and put shout on. And obviously shout is another one that you play at the Magic, isn't it? It is, yes. But... Because the Buffalo Bills are the Buffalo Bills, we kind of have our own version of shout. It's kind okay. of like the it's kind of like the old, old magic song that they, you know, that we started playing at the beginning of the games at you know last year. Um yeah. there's a it's a different version of shout, but it's all like Buffalo Bills based lyrics. Right. Um, okay. So so yeah, there's that. But for a while not last season so much. We'll throw it in every once in a while, but I think two seasons ago, we always at the magic games at the second timeout of the third quarter would always play the original version of shout to, you know, get the crowd, just keep the energy up and everything. And, and that would always come uh, our video display people because you know we had you know great visuals of people dancing along and stuff on the uh on the magic vision so so that came from there yeah yeah anytime you play the the original magic theme song it'll put a smile on every magic fan's face so if he played that 20 times a game simon we'd all be really happy um the other thing is have you got a spotify pay- playlist do I? Um, yeah, because I, I, w- I think if you put one together, I think it'd be a lot of Magic fans that would subscribe to that and uh, would be interested because uh, like G, G's probably put his own together just based off of own, the songs yeah. he played. I do yeah. have my own, yeah. <laughs> I, would like to see, I would like to see your playlist. Um, no, I don't have a Spotify playlist. Keep track of what I played during games. 
and we used to post it on the magic website, but that's did, probably yeah. been seven or eight years that we've done that. Um, but, uh, I don't know. I honestly don't use Spotify as much as I probably should. Yeah. Like I, I use it if I'm like hamstrung really quickly and need, you know, a song that I don't have. And to be honest, it's very rare that I don't have a song that I need, you know, after, after compiling the library that I've got for 20 plus years. Um, and, uh, it's really, it's really rare that I don't have the song that I need. Yeah. Obviously with your extensive knowledge and experience and, and the sort of songs that work, because obviously one of the, I'm sure from your point of view, one of the most important things is trying to keep the crowd engaged throughout games. Um, but with that in mind, what if you could rate your top five songs in recent years that you love to oh play during a game, what would they be? <laughs> top five. Goodness. Yeah. Um, I know. <laughs> um, oh, gosh. Um, I'm yeah, trying rock, to. Rock and roll part two has got to be in there, right? No, not at all. No, no. really. <laughs> I I have not played Rock and Roll Part Two in years. Just be well, not just because, but um, um. I mean, Gary Glitters had his issues. Let's be honest here. He's yeah. uh, <laughs> um, he's 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 kind of off my playlist. Um, yeah. But uh, but no, I I haven't played Gary. Although he used to be in in the old building, we used to play that a lot. Um, you know, I I'm trying to think. There's a song called uh, "Save Yourself" by the Chainsmokers that I love mm -hmm. using during the fourth quarter. Um, that's that to me is a fantastic song. Um, I'm trying to think of. Another song, uh, I know it's it's an Olivia Rodrigo song, and you'll you'll laugh, but it's it's good for you by Olivia Rodrigo. But I have a I have a mix of it that was made. Um, I'm sorry, wait. Uh, it's it's done with Paramore. Um, that is a fantastic mix that I have um, that I love playing. Um, here in Florida, Pitbull always seems to work. Mm -hmm. So, um, gosh, anything by Pitbull seems to work. Don't Stop the Party always kills. Um, oh, gosh. Moni Moni. I'm thinking of the old stuff. No, well. you know, I try not to. I try not to stick. Uh, like, those are classics, yes. But again, I haven't played Moni Moni in years either. Um, just cause there's, there's other, in my mind, there's a lot of other stuff out there. Like when it comes to, um, when it comes to the quarters where I kind of, you know, pull out, um, a lot of the stuff that I really, you know, that really likes, I end up with like some Tiesto in there. Um, Icona pop. Um, so yeah, I know that's not exactly like probably the, the, the five bangers you're, you know, you're looking for, but, um, you know, uh, I just, uh, I, I lean in the fourth quarter to those songs that are like, you know, EDM based. Um, and, and they just seem to work really, really well when you're shooting t-shirts out to the crowd. 
So we're recording this on Saturday the 16th, but yesterday was pretty significant because we unveiled the, I'll call it the throwback look with the classic uh, star print jersey. I was just wondering what your thoughts are on the new, or the old look, shall we say, and the new look, if you can call it that, court designs. I really like the the throwback stuff. Um, I see you're wearing the the orange and the black, um, yeah. the city. Yeah. I when that came out, I thought that was fantastic. As a matter of fact, the background of my computer is one of those jerseys because I just loved the uh the black the you know the the graphite and the orange mm -hmm. um but i'm really i'm really excited about the new court i've seen it in pictures i want to see it in person um but, like i look at that logo and to me it just brings back you know heart and hustle years i mean the team wasn't great but man did we have fun it was so much fun to come to games um, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it now on my other computer, um, and the new, the new Jersey as well is, is great. Mm. I just, I just like it. You know, I've already had, I've already had a meeting with the team, um, about some things we're doing for the upcoming season and, um, it is going to be a lot of fun. It is going to be a lot of fun, but I really like, I like seeing the old logo. It does bring back, you know, uh, you know great memories of you know having that on the court and and on players backs absolutely we were talking about this and we just bring bring the old logo back bring yeah i was gonna back. say because i mean don't get me wrong i like i like the low you know i like the logo that we've had but you know it's always fun especially in, a, in an anniversary year you know you've gotta you've gotta take a look back to where you were and and you know we're still moving forward so with all the great things going on around logos, courts, jerseys, and excitement, it's a pretty uh, simple question. Do, did the Magic make the playoffs this year? I I think we'll go deeper into the playoffs than we've gone in a while. Isn't saying much, but um, with such a with such a core group of guys that are young and, you know, I, I think they all really want to prove the doubters wrong. Um, and, you know, there was, there was a, there was a, at the end, middle and to end of last season, there was more of a buzz here in Orlando around the team than there had been in a while. And it was great to see that. Um, you know, my, my girlfriend follows the magic just cause I work with the magic and everything but if she is commenting to me about the games the day after you you know and she loves sports don't get me wrong she loves sports you know we watch we watch a lot of premier league football to be honest uh watch a lot of now she's downstairs watching football right now american football sorry american football <laughs> said the canadian not canadian <laughs> football um but but when she is bringing up the games and saying, you know, I should come out to a game, I'm like, yeah, you should. So, but yeah, I, I think uh, I think we're all going to be surprised with what the Magic do this year. Absolutely agree. So you just mentioned the Premier League there. Who's your team out of interest there, Si? I I really don't 
have a team, we will literally watch. And it, you, I hope you don't think I'm kidding. My girlfriend will record Premier League games and we'll get up and watch Premier League. So I, I really don't have a team. Um, if I had to lean on anybody, um, it would probably be Chelsea for really no particular reason. And I, oh boy, that didn't go. No, well. yeah, yeah, that's all right. All right. All right. Well, Gary and myself and Paul, we, we support teams in the championship. Okay. And then we've got Mikey there who supports Liverpool. Oh, all and right. And his face looks as red as the Liverpool shirt at the moment for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's the wrong with no, no, no right. comment. No comment. <laughs> Again, I it's really don't. I, I really don't have a reason, you know. But, but I'll I'll watch any game, you know. I'll I'll tune in anybody. Yeah. Didn't did you get to go when Magic were in London in 2016? I think a few of the players went to watch Chelsea that day. I think Alfred Payton might have gone. I did not. We literally had when we were in London with the Magic. We literally had a very very tight schedule of um things that we needed to do as a production crew behind the scenes so like just off the top of my head we landed at hero to our hotel which was over on the isle dogs and it took us forever to get there and we ate lunch because it was lunchtime by the time we got there and then they drove us straight over to the o2 to um start doing rehearsals for the game and to do a walkthrough and everything um and then we went back to the hotel that night and then most of the staff most of the full-time staff um i believe it was alec martin's birthday so to go like to a castle and have like a dinner celebration for Alec Martin. I was like, well, I don't know what I'm going to do because I'm not a full-time staff member. So I pulled out Google and Googled Canadian bar in London. And I ended up <laughs> at the Maple Leaf um, just off Trafalgar Square and uh, had dinner there and then just took the tube back to the hotel and fell asleep. And then we did the game and then maybe had – other than that, maybe we had 12 hours to go do stuff um, in London. Um, so I, so the two things that I did really quickly, if you're interested, I'll tell you. Um, I went to go see the building where the original Stanley Cup was built because I'm also a huge hockey fan. Um, and that's down on Regent Street off, uh, um, I'm not sure exactly where, anyway. I, I went to go see the building and there's a plaque on the wall where the original Stanley cup was purchased. I walked down the street after that and bought a brand new pair of doc Martins. And then I went to the Joe Strummer subway. Cause if you couldn't tell, I'm kind of a clash fan and I love Joe Strummer. Yeah. So oh, and then we played the game and then flew home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. So last question then, uh, Simon, what's your favorite moment working, you know, memory or moment working for the magic? That's a tough one because I have, I have friends who can remember, you know, dates, quarters, times, 
of events that happened. Like when when I started thinking about that, um, some of the things I I like the quirkier things that happen um, with the magic, um, like uh, T Mac putting up sixty one points. It was T Mac, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I remember that. I remember that night. Um, that was a great night. That was a great moment because I mean, how often are you ever going to see that? Um, that was a great moment. And I don't, I don't even remember who we were playing or whatever. And it's an obscure moment, but I, it still sticks out in my mind. I don't know if it's a favorite moment, but again, I love these quirky moments. Um, when Daryl Armstrong had to pick up the TV off the court. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, and and another uh, another moment that I I don't know if it was favorite, but I know it's special to me even more so now. Um, the night that we lost the uh, the NBA Finals, um, it was in Orlando. It was back in the old building in Amway Arena, um, and usually after the game, uh, after the games in Amway Arena, I would go down and I knew the. Um, the guy who engineered the the away radio broadcasts for the visiting team. So obviously it was the Lakers. So he was um, engineering the broadcast for the Lakers. And I would always just go down, say goodbye to him on my way out of the building. And particularly that night, um, you know, I was just like, well, yeah, that that was awful. This isn't cool. You know, I thought we were going to do better, et cetera, et cetera. Kind of, you know, just you know, discussing our sorrows. And then there started to talk back and forth on the broadcast team. You know, he's coming out. He's, he's, he's coming. He'll be here in a minute. And I'm like, I, what, what's going on? And Kobe Bryant came walking uh, across the court and um, he stood there. Like literally I was within arm's reach of him and I didn't have to move. He's like, he was, was coming to us and to hear him, you know, you know, being interviewed and, you know, being that close to someone accidentally um, was, was really cool. And in that moment, um, I know it, it's not necessarily a magic moment, but, you know, um, it's something that it, it was, it was amazing that I could, that I could be there for it. And I got, you know, pictures of him as I'm sitting there, thank God for cell phones with cameras on them. Um, and with him and his wife and two daughters at the time, um, you know, right there on the court, they're, you know, they're great. Um, you know, obviously tragic what happened, but uh, not to bring the room down, but it was, uh, it was a, it was a great moment. Um, and other moments that, that stick out for me are just moments that, that I've, I've, you know, been, blessed enough to you know i'm talking i've talked about my trip to london i you know we we've done rio de janeiro we did mexico city we're doing mexico city again this year knock on wood i'm on the list to go um and just you know the 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 magic the magic organization is filled with people that are um that are amazing people um and to be included in that group for me is it's, it's a good moment whenever we can all get together and 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 work together we've got an amazing team of people that we all work well together with i think the nba realizes that and and really you know allows us to do our thing when we do these international games so um it's always great to to be with those people and and the 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 moments that we have uh 
you know, that we're lucky enough to have, you know, doing a game in London or Rio or wherever, those are, those are great moments. So it's not necessarily for me an on the court moment. Um, but those moments are, are meaningful to me. No, that's, that's brilliant. No, very well put. Um, yeah, I mean, it's why we all love the magic, isn't it? So, um, no, but thank you ever so much for, you know, taking your time out of your day. Um, today i've been trying to get you for a while and it's, it's this is the first time we've been able to, to to put this together isn't it so so um i hope you have a fantastic uh trip to yeah. london in a couple of weeks time thank you ever so much for your time simon and um yeah look forward to seeing you again soon my pleasure yes we will uh we will have a few more pints sounds good mate Right, let's get into a little bit of magic news that's uh, happened this week. So um, in, in the week, we were told there's going to be a new sideline reporter. Um, the Magic have named Kendra Douglas as a sideline team reporter. So in a role, she's going to be serving as the reporter for Bally Sports Florida and Sun Broadcasts, as well as a correspondent for social media channels. Uh, she did cover the Tampa Bay Buccaneers during a Super Bowl winning season. I had to throw that in there just because we got a, a Las Vegas fan uh, in the building here. Doesn't know what winning's all about. Um, uh, so, we're lo- <laughs> <laughs> so we're looking forward to seeing Kendra on our screens in October. Um, some people have asked on on uh, X or Twitter, you know, she's not replacing Dante, is she? No, totally different role. Dante is the anchor for the. Uh, broadcast so don't worry about that um a little bit of sad news um also broke this week in that uh former magic player brandon hunter um unfortunately passed away this week uh so we want to send our deepest condolences to the entire hunter family um and anybody who knows brandon i know uh, dante posted um this week um about it so, uh, yeah, our thoughts are uh, all going out to Brandon and his family. Um, a trade. A trade. A trade. You wouldn't think it's September, would you? Um, the Osceola Magic have acquired the rights to Mac McClung. And I know you guys were high of Mac McClung uh-huh. from the Delaware Blue Coats. So the Magic traded forward Jeff Downton and a second round draft choice. Uh, from 2024 to the blue coats in the deal. Uh, wow, do you, do you like it, guys? You might be playing for Osceola. It's all right. And while we're yeah. on, and uh, that leads us on nicely onto the jerseys because they're also getting a, uh, a throwback jersey as well. They are, they are. Actually, I didn't put that down there. So, um, yeah, as the guys just alluded to, yesterday we saw the unveiling of a new jersey for the 2020. 20- 23-24 season um, coinciding with the Magic 35th anniversary um, where we unveiled the Blue Stars jersey that we wore between, I want to say, 99 and 03 um, and, you know, when people think of this jersey, they just think of T-Mac in it um, so they'll be wearing those jerseys um, against I've got a list of them here, actually uh, opening night against the Rockets uh, the Bucks on November the 11th, the Heat December 20th, the Hawks January 7th, the Sixers January 19th, the Thunder February 13th, I'll be there for that, the Pistons March the 3rd, the 
Clippers on March the 29th, the Grizzlies March the 30th, so the back-to-back, and then lastly against the Bucks on April the 14th before we go into the playoffs. So, guys, thoughts on the jersey? Happy? You see big smiling faces right there. Mikey? Mate, ecstatic. I think it was... Uh... It was obviously something we we knew was in the in the rumor mill last year, and we thought we were going to get it last season. It didn't happen, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, for me personally, it's this real nostalgia going back to when I became a Magic fan back when I was like fifteen, which is a long time ago now, <laughs> back in the early two thousands, and watching T Mac, Troy Hudson, Andrew DeClerc. I remember Patrick Ewan wearing it for a, for a year. Um, yeah, just pure nostalgia. And for me, like the Stars jerseys, I know the pins are classics, but for me, the Stars are my are my favourite jersey. I know me and Gary have had this conversation. I'm not a big white jersey person. I'm like Paul on that. But I, the white jerseys are my favourite of all time. But I think like, I think the Magic have just absolutely nailed the, the, the whole the whole unveiling of, of what they've done. Um, I know you're going to go into that shortly with, with what they've done, but um, yeah, for me, it's it's, per, it's a perfect throwback. And uh, if you're my sort of age, if you're in your like early to mid thirties or maybe a little bit older, then um, there's some fond memories of those early 2000 team at teams. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, it, it was the heart and hustle um, team who wore it as well. Mm-hmm. People for- Forget that because you just think of uh, T Mac, and then it was also the last year we had Penny Hardaway, Nick Anderson before the team was all blown up and we lost the Sixers in the playoffs. They wore the jerseys for the first season, um, and I mean Nick Anderson told us a great story, didn't he, about the design of them? So yeah. if you want to hear that story, if you go back to back in the archive now, um, there's a there's a really good story about the jerseys. Um, Right there. So, um, so they also um gave us a brand new court, um, and it features the magic part of the um, well, the rebrand, which featured the stars jerseys mentioned. Uh, so it's just the magic wording only, and not the the ball that goes underneath it. Um, nice to see that one, Gar. It's interesting, really, because when you look around social media, if you if you use Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it this week, and you have a look around on it, um, there's not one negative comment that I've seen about the jerseys, about the logo, about the court at all from Magic fans, from fans of from general NBA accounts, from other fans of other teams. Nobody can say anything negative, so I think there's a message there. Um, to magic marketing and it's just give us what we want uh, and what we want is basically this logo back in whatever incarnation it is that star logo the a and the the dot of the eye with the star there and some form of the star print pinstripe jerseys people want them back it, it's that simple you know and i think you can put out any other jersey any other design whatever you want you can't beat perfection and you you throw the court in there, you throw the logo in there, you throw the merch in there, but those first five jerseys and everything around it is top 10 to 15 of every team's jersey of all time, all five of them. And the logo is iconic. That is the Orlando Magic's logo, those first two. So anything with that on the court, play every game with that court for me. Yeah. Every single oh, game. Definitely. That's, that's the and, and, and 
And you mentioned, you know, all, all the nice feedback we're getting. We're in like a group chat with the NBA community. And, um, you know, we got the, the LA Lakers in the Miami Heat in there. And it was Dan came out and said, you know, that was fire. And that's the first nice thing I think he's ever said about the Orlando Magic, who's, uh, who runs the uh, the Miami accounts. And we had Elliot with Hooping and Looting. Uh, he said he was, I think he quoted his little uh, nice gif or whatever he does. So, um yeah, no, every, everyone loves it, so that, that's fantastic. So um, thinking about these jerseys, then, I just want to throw it back to the early 2000s. What is your favourite magic memory of when we wore these jerseys, either late 90s or early noughties? Is there a favourite game, a particular performance? or Gah, let's go to you first, mate. Um, when you sent this out before, there was, there was a couple of things that came to mind. In terms of on-court... I, I thought about T-Max dunk against Boston, where it was the trademark backboard Duncan and it was wearing the actual blue jersey. Whenever I think of anything to do with the star print, I immediately go to Tracy McGrady and dunks where it's to himself off the backboard and, you know, that type of thing. And so on the court, it's the, it's the game with that blue jersey on against Boston. Off the court... It's a weird one because I remember when we unveiled those jerseys, It was it's pre-internet almost, isn't it? It was when you were kind of fortunate if you had the internet. So I yeah. think the first time I saw those jerseys was in um, XXL magazine we used to get in the UK in association with Channel 4. They yeah. also carried the story you were on about from Nick Anderson about the jerseys and such at the time. And I thought, wow, we've, we were going to change at some point. But how have we gone from getting really good jerseys to just really good jerseys again? And the happy memory, and that's why I, if you're watching on YouTube, you'll see I've got a champion replica, uh, Grant Hill, one be, behind me. And I didn't buy the jersey when it first came out, as I was saying off air, because I figured Penny was done at that point. Yeah. So I thought we're going to wait. And my favourite non-Magic player was Grant Hill. So... My my memory kind of of those jerseys is when Tim Duncan and Grant Hill were on like getting off the plane and then when we signed Grant Hill and Tracy McGrady in the end thinking I've got to get that jersey now because it was the equivalent if you're younger the Magic had basically just signed LeBron James that's yeah. that's how good Grant Hill was and it was um, making sure I ordered the jersey sent it to relatives in North Carolina and uh, had it shipped to the UK because I was like I've got to get a blue Grant Hill jersey ASAP. Like as much as I like Tim Duncan, the big thing for me was coming at Grant Hill. Um, so I always think of two things. I think of McGrady's dunk and everything that came with T Mac, but also how we signed Grant Hill and we're about that close to getting Tim Duncan. And I associate it all because we all knew the blow, the blow up was coming. We all yeah. knew it was coming. We knew that we loved Heart and Hustle, but we knew what it was all for. Um, so you can have that and you can have a few memories of Ben Wallace in the jersey as well. Yeah. There you go. Sure. Yeah, like, like Gary, I've got the uh, the same replica champion jersey with Tracy McGrady on the back of it. I think all the numbers and all the letters have cracked on it because they've been worn and washed that many times down the years. But uh, yeah, for me, there's there's two. There's certainly, there's, there's one T-Mac uh, highlight for me that I think a lot of us will remember is that is driving off the left hand side of the baseline and dunking over Darko Milicic and the Pistons. 
for me. That, that was a that was a big time dunk. Uh, that's a that's a good memory. Uh, and the other one is my first game. There's not. We were talking about this before we start recording. There's there's not many highlights of my first game on the internet, but. There's one particular where he had he, he drove into the drove into the paint with a left-handed dunk over to Kembe Mutombo. He had a couple of big dunks over over Mutombo a couple of times, but uh, yeah, for me, it's it's always going to be T Mac highlights. But uh, yeah, good times indeed. Yeah, definitely. What about you, G? Yeah. Um, I I got two games that stick out. One was in the '99 season. Uh, we were playing Philadelphia in the regular season and it was at TD Waterhouse, I think it was called at the time. And uh, I think we were down one. Philly had the ball at midcourt and like a flash, Daryl Armstrong just stole the ball midcourt and lay it in as time expired. And we won like 71-70 in a real Eastern Conference, you know, defensive battle. Uh, so that was that was great. I remember waking up left that morning checking i think it was cnn at the time it was the only way of getting our scores that and teletext um and then there was another game uh again against philadelphia uh, i've got the box score in front of me 28th of march 2001 it was a game carried by sky sports at the time we uh, mcgrady scored 44 points and we beat the Sixers 96 95 but i think it was a pat garrity three uh right at the death that uh, put the Sixers to the sword. Uh, I think Iverson's got got about 37, 38 that game. So it was one of those real back and forth games. Uh, John Amici also played, you know, shout out to the, to the, to the Brit. Um, so yeah, no fond memories of, of this Jersey. So uh, no, looking forward to getting it. And then before we move on from the jerseys, who are you going to get on yours guys? If, if you're gonna get it, if you're gonna get it, because so Gary's a bit not sure at the moment, are you? No, I'm not sure at the minute, um, because I've <laughs> I've kind of got it there. Yeah, uh, yeah. I just think the the price tag is quite high for the jersey from what we've seen. I like it, and I would love to get it, but I don't know if I'm gonna throw another hundred nods on a jersey that I've already got with T Mac, and then I've got the champion replica. If I was going to get one, I would probably get Wagner on it. Just because when looking at the promo shots, I think it looks better with with two numbers on. So mm. I'd go for 22, 22 or 50. Nice. Michael? I'm undecided. I'm the same as Gary. I'm undecided at the moment. But, yeah. but, it, I mean, the shorts are even more of a uh, crazy price tag, but it is what it is. This, this It's not the Magic's fault. It's, it's how Nike are promoting it and what they are. But um, I mean, like... I've got two authentic champion jerseys. I've got other authentic magic jerseys hung up in wardrobe. I don't even think I paid a hundred pounds for some of them. And you're getting like top notch quality. And I just think the same as Gary, like we, we know the amount of people that have had problems with Nike jerseys and numbers peeling off, numbers being washed off and they stick them in the washing machine. I, the quality's not there. I probably will buy one, having said all that. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm undecided who yet. Um, I think Cole Anthony on the back of a Stars jersey would look pretty cool. Yeah, it would. It would. I'm thinking maybe going <laughs> old school. What, Markel Fultz? No, it's even, it's even Markel. No, or, it's like not. Said, no. Franzo, Paolo, no, or... no. no, but I might just get another Nick Anderson one. No, you won't. I mean, Why would you... 
you won't. You're going to get Markel Fultz. Everybody watching and listening to it's this timeless, knows. Mate. Yeah, timeless. exactly. That's why you're getting Markel Fultz on because he's only going to play in it one year. <laughs> Spare a thought, though, for G's piggy bank with the uh, other merchandise. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So, I, d- I did something yesterday, didn't I? That was Oops. that was heavy. It was. It was. It wasn't just me who did it, though. A couple of us, Adam Papa Giorgio, um, Dylan Holden did it. I'm not the only one. It so, was it was quality. It was a quality jacket, though. Yeah. I mean, all gonna... the merch that they look like they're going to bring out is going to be top notch. Yeah. No, I mean, I was just going to get to that. Now, obviously, the Magic had a press conference yesterday, which was, you know, great to see. And they brought back a couple of old players. Uh, they obviously had Bo and Nick. You had Turk there. You had Rhino there, along with Jalen Suggs. It was really good to see Ryan Anderson there, I thought. And I'd like mm-hmm. the organisation to do something to bring him back in some capacity. Um, do you like that oh. touch, guys? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like the way you missed Rashad Lewis. Is that because he went to Miami <laughs> later on? <laughs> so, so didn't Anderson went there as well? He did. He yeah. did. Yeah. But yeah, no, it, it was a nice touch. That's the only thing the magic got wrong with yesterday's announcement was not live streaming it. Because I think everybody was like on tender hooks waiting to see everything yesterday. Yeah. Um, I managed to find a live stream off of one of the local broadcasts somebody was in the stand filming it off their phone or something like that. But um, yeah, yeah, I think a lot of people had to wait later on to see some of it. But yeah. They got it, they got it wrong by giving Bo Outlaw a DH gate version. You <laughs> 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 look really closely. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Right. So uh, I think that's going to do it. So um, thank you as always for listening and watching. Please hit the subscribe button on YouTube channel, Orlando Magic UK. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram, TikTok, X or Twitter, all at Orlando Magic UK. If you've got time to give us a, a five-star review, it would really help us and we would really appreciate it. Um, so until next week, from Gary, Mikey and myself, go Magic.